Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And we are prehistoric now. No, uh, we want to start off just by uh, extending huge apologies. We've been very, very quiet for the month of November. I know in our last episode, Halloween night, we said that we'd be off for a couple of weeks. Well, to be fair, we said it on a few episodes warning people yes. that we were having a little break. You had so. fair warning, but fair we, have, warning. we have over overextended Only it. Only by a week. A little, yeah, a week or so. But listen, we've had lots of lots of things have been happening, lots of things have been going on. We're currently recording in Vanessa's new house. Because I've moved so back we... to St Osif, not very far from the cage actually. So um, as you know, that takes a lot of time and work to move. So I've been uh, doing some filming for for something, oh, yes. I did some Say filming. Oh, not allowed to yet. Oh, well, of course. All hush, not hush. Oh, but listen, it, yeah. all in due process is. But it'll be very, very good, very exciting stuff. Um, and I'm in the process of buying a house as well, and I've had meetings and, and yeah, whatever and you're else. buying a house as well. So. Yeah. So listen, lots of exciting things for us, um, as to why we couldn't be with you. But listen, we are back now, back with a vengeance, we shall say, and um, we are going to kick off our return our ultimate return with and you to have no clue what we're going to talk about or you do but only because you the told content. me like 10 minutes ago when you so went through the door i have done superstitions and they're all superstitions that we know of and that we do and the origins of why we do that because i yeah. thought that's quite interesting so i'm going to start off with the ultimate no-no walking yeah. under a ladder oh now do you follow this superstition um I just think it's basic safety. Just don't walk under a ladder anyway. Well, I suppose there is so that I basic safety. I suppose I follow safety. it, but yeah. So, this superstition originates 5,000 years ago uh, from ancient Egypt. Oh, I didn't know that. A ladder leaning against a wall forms a triangle. Right. And triangles to Egyptians were a sacred, sacred shape, yeah. as was why you got the pyramids, pyramids. and stuff. Uh, but to them, triangles represented the trinity of the gods. Yeah. And to pass through that triangle was to desecrate them. Ah. So that's quite... It was disrespectful. It, the was, gods it then. was disrespectful and it's just carried and it's on. it's lasted all this time. Well, so as, as time has gone on, it's worked its way through the centuries and the followers of Jesus Christ kind of um, took this as, a, as a, a bad omen as well because a ladder had rested against the crucifix and so then, you know, the ladder ah. leaning against it became a symbol of wickedness, betrayal and death. And so the walking under a ladder could cause misfortune. That is fascinating. I like things like that. Also, as well, much like the Egyptians in Christianity, it's a, it's about the, the, the Holy Trinity. And it's about the, the number three and the triangle. Yeah, and, and the, the mocking um, of the Holy Trinity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, it's an extension of that, basically. So when a ladder leans against a wall, it forms that triangle shape, as so, we know. So essentially, then, a, a triangle is a, a bad, a negative symbol for, for a lot of people. Not a negative, because it, it's it's about if you walk through that and break that triangle, it's blasphemous and you're desecrating. Yeah, so it's negative then. You'll have to excuse me, I've got a terrible cold, so my voice may be a bit croaky. And if I cough, I do apologise. In advance. In advance. Um, in England, in the 1600s, criminals were forced to walk under a ladder on their way to the gallows. Oh, yeah, that doesn't bode well. No. For them. So, that was superstition number one. And listen, guys, tell us, do you follow these superstitions? I'm really superstitious, and I follow them 
quite religiously. I'd say you probably are I, I, to I, a degree. I am to a degree, but I don't think I know many of them. I mean, obviously, everyone knows they're walking under a ladder one. You'll um, be surprised. You'll know all I'll of these. I'll probably know, if, yeah. So now I'm going to move on to Broken Mirrors. Now, Broken Mirrors oh, is, I something, this one, yeah. is, is something that a lot of people follow. And but if I they, do not know at all what the the backstory behind it. Well, I shall tell you. I know. It's quite so a good I'm one. I'm interested, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Jake broke a mirror the other day. I had a meltdown. I know, Jackie told me. She said you were screaming at her down the phone over it. I had a massive meltdown. I did have a couple of vodkas, which didn't help. No. It, I, I didn't apologise. Jake had to apologise to me for breaking the mirror. Um, I, apparently, you made him spin around three times in the toilet, I heard. I did, yeah. Well, what was I supposed to do? Well, I Googled it very quickly. <laughs> going, How do you reverse the bad luck? Right, well, what, what I would always do for a broken mirror is bury it in the garden. You're supposed to bury it in earth. That's what I was doing. Well, I I've said still to Jackie, got it. Should... I've still got it. Right, just bury it. Right, That's I'm what gonna... I said to Jackie. Oh, if he'd have rang me, I just told him, don't have a drama, just bury it, and then it cancels it out. That's what I know how to cancel There's out the lots. If you Google it, there's lots of weird and wonderful ways. The one that I could do there and then was have Jake spin around three times. And was he happy about this? No, but he did it. He humoured me. He humoured you because you were having a meltdown. But I said to him, I said, superstitions are much like religious beliefs, just because he doesn't believe in them. Yeah. And that's what Jackie said to me. She said, you said, on the, Jackie is Jake's mum, by the way. Um, she said, you know, it's because it's to be respected because it's your beliefs. That's my and belief system. It, and, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I so get that. I got him to do that. I still have kept it because I thought I might be able to do something with it. But the other one I read is that if you break it, you're not to touch it. And you have to then clean it up the next day. But it was in the bathroom and I appreciate that none of us want bits of broken mirror in our feet. Yeah. So, anyway, on to broken mirrors and why that is a superstition and why we think it is a bringer of a bad omen. So, in ancient Greek, it was common for people to consult with mirror seers. So this right, relates to... So we have to, spoken about scrying. So it's like scrying. Um, and they basically, you know, refer back to our episode, um, Halloween night actually it was, and it ways to contact the dead. Yeah. But um, scrying, it was, it's, you know, it's telling fortunes or receiving messages through um, reflections or things, reflective things. So water, mirrors, crystal balls, but we're focusing on the mirrors. So in ancient Greece, they would use the, the mirrors to be able to tell people's fortunes by the reflections. And what it was is the mirror was then dipped in water and a sick person was asked to look into the glass. If his image appeared distorted, he was likely to die. Mm. And if it was clear, he would live. Right. Does that make a bit of sense? Yeah. But... <laughs> Don't think it's a very reliable. Uh, it's not a reliable method, method <laughs> but listen, not much was then, and it's it was almost like so. If you if you was to if you dip um, glass or mirrors into water, sometimes they they form yeah. like channels, yeah. which is almost like the mirror cracking. Yeah. So it, it's just it's carried on from that. So that's it then. That, that is that's where it comes from. Yeah, literally, it, it's. It's the Greeks, ancient Greeks would use it to tell people's fortunes. If it was murky, it, would, it you know, it was a bad omen, death was coming. And if the water just slid off, then it, it was would... fine. I'd say if you had a clean mirror, you'd be fine. Yeah. I wouldn't worry too much. I would worry more about the walking under the ladder from the, the just, backstory yeah. of where that came from. Um, and the reason that people believe it brings seven years bad luck is yeah. because the Romans carried this superstition on but added to it. 
but they believed that people's health changed in seven year cycles. So if there was a distorted image um, in the mirror, that meant seven years of ill health and misfortune rather than just dying. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, um, the next one. I'm not going to oh. ever worry about breaking a mirror again. No? No. Because I, I don't buy into that at all. The ladder, definitely. But no, I'm never going to worry about breaking a mirror. That's not strong enough for me to hold any real superstition value to that at all. No, so ultimately it comes, we, ha we yeah. have to hold the superstition from scrying. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it is a form of communication, but that would have been a form of for one person. Yeah. That was their message. And it would have worked anyway, because if it was fuzzy, they probably weren't going to die. So, and if it was clear, maybe they would have died. So, no, I'm not going with that. So, the next one is why we say God bless you. Right. When you sneeze. Ah, now, yeah, interesting. So, it's, most English-speaking countries will do this. Yeah. It's it's very everyone they are bless it's you. widespread yeah. and far reaching. Yeah. Is what I would say. Uh, but people have been doing a form of this for thousands of years. This is a really, really old tradition. And that was because back then they believed that when you sneezed, you was expelling an evil spirit. Well well, in the last few days. I've probably expelled about 400 evil spirits because I have not stopped sneezing with Lord. this horrible cold. So I've had a lot of Have you of been evil blessing spirits. yourself? No. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so it became a real uh, popular tradition in the 6th century AD and it come under the order of Pope Gregory the Great. Right. And he urged um, people to, to bless those who had sneezed. So there was a, a disease ripping through Italy at the time, but in the first symptoms of that was a real severe and chronic sneezing fit. Yeah. And it was very then quickly followed by them dying. So he urged them to pray for the sick and ordered that light-hearted responses to sneezes. So enjoy good health um, and stuff when people did that to kind of ward off anything so every time they sneezed they were supposed to expel an evil spirit so the priest or the holy man at the time said say god god bless you and that will hopefully counteract that yeah just yeah. Ed, look, god bless you or god you bless know you. May, may you enjoy good health you know here's right, like, okay. cheer, That's what like he, yeah it, to 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 make um a light-hearted response to it to kind of bless whatever evil was being expelled from the body and he even encouraged people that if you was alone uh, that you say god help me if you was to sneeze. Have oh. you been doing that? No. No, rather <laughs> You need to be. Get on the firm. <coughs> um, right, I will do. Also, the other one with sneezes is that I can always remember the... Well, I say I always remember it. I know that there's a little rhyme that goes with a sneeze. So it's... If you... It's not... It's one's, one's for a kiss, two for a letter, three for something else, four for something better. Like... Right. But there's another one, and it's if you sneeze on a Monday, you sneeze for danger. Sneeze on a Tuesday, kiss a stranger. Sneeze on a Wednesday, sneeze for a letter. Sneeze on a Thursday, something better. Sneeze on a Friday, sneeze for sorrow. Sneeze on a Saturday, see your sweetheart tomorrow. Uh, when did you sneeze? I've been sneezing every day since... Since... Well, Monday? probably severe starting Monday, yeah. Right, so you've sneezed for danger, kisses with well, strangers, I never kiss a stranger. and is the that, letters. Does that mean it's going to come? It will come, maybe. 
Or even kissing someone I know. But, you have to, but, you have to you leave know. the house to kiss strangers. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have to find a fella in the first place to kiss someone. So that, that's that's a tricky point for me. Um, the other thing is where I was always under the, um, before I did it, the impression that it, it come from the Black Death. Because, yes. you know, ring a ring a rat and Roses, I go, a tissue, pocket, a, a tissue. tissue will fall down, yeah. um, I always thought it come from that. But the, the tradition of um, if they sneeze to wish someone well when they sneeze comes earlier than that. So they probably did do it then, but it didn't originate then. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was reasonably interesting. Mm. Um, the next one, hanging a horseshoe outside on your door right yes. there. yeah. Now, we had one on our front door. Oh, we had to, we had one on the front door, one on the back door. I think that's a very strong uh, British tradition, and I think, uh, especially in older houses, a lot of people have horseshoes. Especially mm-hmm. in these villages, don't they? They all do. It's just a custom thing, isn't it? It's just a normal thing for villages, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, you know, if you if you were to walk through a village, you would notice they're either on the door or on the, on yeah. the wall. That you know, they're they're yeah. in and around around fireplaces a lot. They are as well. And horseshoes are symbolically a symbol of good luck and good fortune are they i didn't know that yeah I'd well be... they must be because they they say hang them up but i so this originates um back again to the ancient greeks we've got a lot to aid them um, and they believed that the element of iron had the ability to ward off evil and evil spirits right. and bad luck and misfortunes so traditionally horseshoes are made from raw iron um, so it, that in itself is would have been yeah. considered enough to ward off ward off the evil. So you'd hang them by on your on your and entrances. I suppose as well to... in those days when this started, there wasn't much iron going about. Yeah, it was a reasonably but... a sacred thing. <laughs> but extract horseshoes it. were commonly used because the horseshoes had to be changed quite regularly. So I suppose and it, that's an, what they it, get and it was of. necessary. It was, yeah. You know. um, but also as well, they take the shape of a crescent moon. And that, for the Greeks as well, was a sign of fertility and good fortune. Yeah. So, obviously, this started with the Greeks, but as with a lot of things, it passes down and it went to the Romans yeah. and then obviously on to the Christians. So, it come to the British Isles in the Middle Ages and obviously the, during them times, the fear of witchcraft was... Um, prevalent. Very much prevalent. And, uh, and real and active, wasn't it? People really, really believed in it, mm-hmm. so... Um, and again, people would attach the horseshoes open end up to the side of their houses and doors, and people did that because they thought that witches feared horses and would sh- and would like see them and go. Oh. Well, you know what? It's funny. You know, they always say, don't they? If a horse sees a witch or senses a witch, it will rear up and try to attack the witch. Now I know that legend, and that what you're saying just ties in with it. That. All ties in. So yeah. it was they would do that to serve as a reminder to the witch, like, don't you come near here? Yeah. I've got horse in the back. Yeah. It will crush yeah. you to death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's again quite quite interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? I would have thought that would have been a UK ancient tradition. The horseshoe. I mean, look up this road. There's a cottage just literally a couple of doors up, and that's got a horseshoe outside of it. Yeah, so, yeah. It all goes on. Right now, next one. I move on to black cats. This has got to be something to do with witchcraft, isn't it? It's the black cat has always been associated with witchcraft and a black cat crossing your path is supposed to be bad luck. I would hazard a guess that's to do with the witchcraft connection. Well. But then I've been surprised so far. You've been surprised so far. So we first cast back 
to ancient Egypt? Well, to begin with, some people <coughs> consider it good luck. Some consider it bad luck. Yeah, and so that's, there's, there's yeah, a bit that's of a, there's true. a bit of a conflict. But if we we're going to go back to ancient Egypt, and this is where it starts. And they worshipped cats. They were they? they listen. Cats were if it was black, Gods, yeah. black, white, leopard print, whatever. They were really sacred to them, and there was a belief that if the black cat crossed your path, that it would bring good luck. Right. That was, I don't know if that's recorded anywhere or if that's just like through storytelling that's come down, but there is um, a more recent case, well, I say more recent, but a case more well known that is, is quite well documented, and that is um, King Charles I kept a black cat as a pet. Right. And he believed that that black cat was, you know, really good luck to him. It was his like his token animal, and and he really loved and cared for this because, cat. Because because um, people used to, um, as we know, uh, put black cats in walls to ward off. Uh, sorry, cats in walls to ward off evil spirits, didn't they? Well, they did that in ancient Ramin, didn't they? And they've yeah, still got they've the cat done it in all the yeah in all the yeah. houses. But um, yeah, so King Charles I had his treasured black cat. I don't know what it was called. Soot. Blackie. Sooty. Um, but then, unfortunately, <laughs> the cat died. And then he was convinced. He was like, right, that's it. All my luck is gone. Yeah. And the very next day, he was arrested and charged with high treason. Oh. And so people were like, oh, maybe there's a little yeah, something, you know what they something say, there's in no there. Such thing of, of, of about, no such thing of coincidences. Um, but obviously, like you said as well, during the Middle Ages, so it's, it's a bit before... Charles I think, that a lot of Europe held the opposite belief and they thought the black cats were familiars or the companions yes. of witches. Yeah. Or even sometimes witches themselves in disguise. Mm -hmm. Turning themselves into cats. So a black cat then crossing your path was an indication of bad luck or that the devil was watching you. That the devil's got eyes yeah. on you. Um, this was a belief real dominant belief held by pilgrims so they obviously traveled over to america and then that superstition carried on over because i know in in the um, salem witch trials there's lots of talks of black cats yeah. and, the, and even now to this day if you cannot have a picture of a witch without a black cat yeah um it's it's just it goes hand in hand and that becomes from you know, Middle Ages and stuff that, yeah. and and, the, and and witchcraft and stuff in times gone by. Um, you know, in the 14th century for black cats, the association between them and the devil was so prevalent that they believed that they were the cause of the black death. And in an attempt to, to kind of calm it down, we're exterminating all the black cats and we're you killing know, them all. So we do so many of these podcasts and so many times cats are a big feature of what mm. we talk about. You think of an episode, and I, you know, so many of them, it, it all goes to either the killing of cats or the curse of cats or the superstition of cats. Cats have got a lot to do with this they're paranormal very, they're work They're a very so majestic animal, aren't they? And well, I wouldn't say majestic. I like cats now. I think oh, you like them now? I, I didn't really like Well, cats that changed, that's changed in the last week. Yeah, since I've seen you like, right, yeah, well, what's I, happened? I met Dad's cat called Fat Cat and I quite liked him. Right, so you like that cat? Yeah. Right. I don't dislike cats, I just wouldn't, don't want one as a pet. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm the same. Like, I don't just, I wouldn't go no, around, I, I wouldn't go, I I wouldn't go kick someone's no. cat. Like. 
I would think, <laughs> just go I'm, smash the life I'm out of someone. Fucking hate your cat. No, I'm the same. I, I, I don't think personally for me they wouldn't make a good pet because they always get run over. And they scratch and they <laughs> spray. Yeah, they, they do scratch. Yeah, and they hiss and they. I just I like it when the animal loves you. Cats are very on a need to basis. Yeah, this some on their cats terms. are nice and some just. And that's don't fat cat was talks. lovely. Fat yeah, cat was like, really okay. nice, but he was a grumpy old man, and I quite like that. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, but you know, um, actually, as I said about them exterminating the cats because they thought they caused the black death, I thought. Well, that was stupid because it was actually the rats and the mice. Yeah, and the cats and are the ones the cats that were killing them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if anything, they made it worse. Yeah, yeah. Silly bastards. Not a, not a good decision. Though. Not a good decision. Now, again, another one which I follow string, stringently. Yeah. Opening an umbrella indoors. Do you follow that? I oh, know of it, but oh no, Lord. I don't. No, you should. Well, you will after this. Right. This again. It... Having said that, to be quite honest, I haven't owned an umbrella since I was about <laughs> seven. <coughs> so, um, as an adult, to be honest, I wouldn't have even had the time to practice it because I just don't own umbrellas. No, I, I, I won't open ne- them indoors. Never had a need to. And I won't carry them indoors either. I will always close them. Well, yeah, because because you'd you'd have to get the umbrella and the wet through the so you'd close them outside. Yeah, so but this again it howls back to ancient Egypt, mm. and umbrellas then were traditionally fashioned out of papyrus and peacock feathers, and they were designed in the likeness of the Egyptian goddess of the sky called Nut. An Egyptian goddess of the sky is called Nut. Nut. Yeah, I don't like that. Might she should have had a, she should, yeah, probably Nut. Nut. She should have had a lot more glorious Nut. name than Nut. Um, the umbrella's shade was considered sacred and was strictly reserved for Egyptian nobility. So well, it never en- rained in, so you turn no, it's it's like more, the sun. Yeah, so it's yeah. about the shade. But anyone who dared step into the um, shade, it was considered sacrilegious. Sacrilegious. And I was like, no, that's terrible. And you've stepped into the light and the, the, the protection of the goddess. Into the shade. Into the shade, sorry. Protection yeah, from the, the sun. Affect it, yeah, yeah. Um, also, as well, opening an umbrella indoors went against its natural purpose and was then considered an insult to the god of the sun. Again, and so an, that is, and that, one and that, that is just filtered from... down and filtered down and filtered down. Yeah, another one that comes from foreign climes, which we wouldn't have necessarily especially not an umbrella because it doesn't really rain in egypt oh but yeah started somewhere started somewhere i liked it now four-leaf clovers why we think they're lucky have you ever found a four-leaf clover no and i spent most of my childhood looking i was obsessed at one but i mean always never found one well your odds in finding one are one in ten thousand so you weren't looking hard enough well yeah but i was i I reckon you could look over ten thousand clovers in a day no, not if with your parents on a picnic. I'm talking about when I was six. I found a four-leaf clover once. I don't believe you. I did. I haven't got it, but I found one. Right, well. I found it at St. Osith Primary School in the field. Is there proof of this? Um, Witness, witnesses? Witnesses. I saw you do this. I guess you some witnesses. You witness probably statement. went hysterical screaming telling the world. So there's probably about 300 witnesses. Listen, there's a few people. But the reason that we... Um, consider four-leaf clovers to be lucky mm-hmm. and a sign of good luck is because... I suppose because they're rare and if you find one, is it good it's luck? It's lucky. No, but it's, it, they believe that Eve 
when she learned that she was going to be expelled from paradise, took a four-leaf clover with her in order that she'd never forget the Garden of Eden. And so now that the four-leaf clover is a sign of luck and prosperity. That's interesting because all the stories you hear about Adam and Eve, I've never heard that one. Never. Never. Um, another theory, mm. there's more than one, and this is, is back to kind of the ancient Celt. Celts. 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 Listen. I was going to say, I would have thought it would have come from Ireland, so that. Um, and it is believed that the four-leaf clover would help ward off evil spirits. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, also a, a medieval theory that possessing the, the plant meant that you could see fairies. Yeah, I like that. I like that best. Mm. And I'm going to go with that one because it fits my beliefs. I'm going to go with that one as well. <laughs> I'm like going to believe that in that. Um... Now, here's another one. Go. Ha having a rabbit's foot. Oh, yes. Interesting. An interesting one. I like this one. It's a, it's a good, good origin story. Do, have you ever owned a rabbit's foot? Do you know anyone with a rabbit's foot? Um, when I was younger, I think I did know people with rabbit's foot on uh, key rings. But I'm very aware from a child... Um, that it was very a lot more commonly spoken about then than it is now. I suppose. So I'm going I suppose back 40 it would years be... ago, that was a lot more common superstition than it is now. Yeah, I suppose now it's, it probably has died out a little bit. Yeah, I think. I think it has. And like you say, the umbrella hat thing hasn't died out. The walking under the ladder, but the rabbit's foot. I think. But, but that's because, because ladders are still lent up against walls, and yeah. we I mean, still have who, umbrellas. Now but... you'd have to go on eBay, find a taxidermist, and actually get yourself a rabbit's foot. And it's not really the dumb thing anymore to and, do that. And you know, listen, a lot so of people practical. probably consider it to be cruel, exactly. and they won't so, like it. Yeah, and... so th that's the practical side of it. Yeah, probably why it's died out. So, this belief stems. Um, it's it's an ancient belief. And that there is a spiritual connection between animals and humans. Yeah. And there were some people who believed that their tribes had descended from rabbits. And so what they would do is they would carry around parts of the rabbit's body, particularly the feet, as a, as a kind of token symbolism of, of their what they the considered to be between... their heritage and, okay. and things like that. They're... And so they, they saw that as good luck? Yes. Um, well, what tribe thought they descended from rabbits? Not a clue, couldn't tell you. But that's just the, the just, backstory yeah. to it, yeah. Uh, the foot as well is also a phallic symbol. And it How represented... Can a foot be a phallic symbol? Well, listen. And they believed be that it increased it. fertility and would induce a bountiful harvest and a good fortune. Celtic tribes also believed that rabbits could speak with the gods that were lived underground. And so what they would do... Um, because they would burrow, burrow into the ground, yeah. they would send messages with the rabbits, and then the rabbits would then bury and send them messages to the spirits and gods underground. Wow. That is rabbit's feet. Yeah, um, interesting. I quite liked that they thought that the, the, the rabbits like the were, burrow, the, were the, the communicating. Communication from that, yeah, I like, I like that bit. Um, yeah, I think it's a tradition that's worn out but yeah i like the backstory to it it's more information we would didn't you know have before. would you if, if i said to you i've just i've got your rabbit's foot would you use it uh, would no. you keep it no nah. no no you're not again it's cruel i wouldn't i wouldn't uh want a little rabbit to would... no no i wouldn't no. no i would i wouldn't care I don't believe it enough to have a, a, a rabbit's foot floating around. <laughs> it would be floating around, would it? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Now I move on to another one, which again, I do this every time. Spilling salt. Now I follow this tradition. I yeah. chuck it over my left shoulder if I spill salt. Yeah, and right, in fact, it has even, to be your right hand. Yeah, and even if I'm putting salt on something, which is very rare because I only ever use salt. You put it in for, your hands and throw uh, Yeah, boiled eggs or chips, and then I'd always naturally, always chuck over my shoulder. And you do, you have to do it your right hand, left shoulder, but right you throw it in the devil's eye. In the devil's eye, yeah. So, spilling salt. So, obviously, in days gone by, salt was a very, very expensive yeah. and a very precious commodity. So, if you was to spill it, that in itself would have been terribly yeah. unlucky. Yeah. It, you know, you've just dropped... Because the food they had was so bloody bland. It you was just only dropped 15 quid's worth yeah, or whatever. I don't know. Made food sufferable. In time, people... Um, denoted that with um, it being a signal of relationship troubles or a bad omen or an invitation for the devil to wreak a havoc in the house. Mm. And so then it, that's why it's always been bad luck. And I so, so are you saying it's essentially down to the backstory of when it, it salt cost was a lot first of money. discovered? Yeah, so there's no real religious connection to the devil. It's just... No, I don't think so. But... And I, this was really interesting. And actually, I had to look at the picture. But in the picture, The Last Supper, mm. which is superstitious in itself because it's the 13 people yeah. at the dinner party, um, Judas has knocked the salt over with his elbow. Really? In the picture. If you look at it, if you look at Judas's elbow, there's a, a spilt pot of salt. Oh, do, do you think that was painted in deliberately for this reason? Yeah, of course it would have been. Yeah, I think it would have been. Symbolic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would have been an accident. Yeah. And the fix for this has always been the same. You toss some salt over your left shoulder and that is where the devil waits for you and it gets in the devil's eyes and blinds him from seeing the salt that you have spilt. Yeah. And I would also say that it's an action. I know you're there. Piss off. I, You know, to, to, as protection. I would say it's an intent of protection. Yeah. Yeah, it's one that my nan actually used to do. And my mum does, and one that naturally I do without you thinking do. about it. I just naturally a lot do of, it. A lot of these things, no one has said to me, oh, you must throw the salt over your shoulder. It is just something that I have inherently... You've probably seen your nan do it. Yeah, probably. And it's just a natural thing. And it just goes on and on and yeah. on. Now, I move on to the next one. Stepping on a crack. Oh, yeah. Step on a crack, break your mother's back. Well, funny, um, every time I take Jude to school, there's lines... And I always knew, step on the line, you marry a snake. So we always have a little joke. So we, we go, and it's the same as cracks. Cracks or lines, you know, say, step on the line, you marry a snake. But, yeah, well, yeah. I've never heard that one. Yeah. Um, and I teach Jude that. So so sometimes it takes us ages to get down the street, because, of course, I've taught him it. And now he's, oh, mum, I've got to marry a snake. So <laughs> step on the line, you marry a snake. Yeah, so it's a similar thing. So go on, tell me. And this is, again, it's a really, really quite an old tradition. And it's... Um... Of European descent and African American descent, right? They have similar kind of a uh, similar kind of belief system, and it is that cracks signify an opening between this world and another, right? And stepping or standing on a crack brings bad luck or health issues to yourself or a family member. Um, but also, as well, cracks in walls allow spirits, ghosts, and fairies to enter your house. Yeah. If there's an ant colony in the crack and you step on it, get ready for rain. And if you see grass growing in the cracks, the next winter will be bad. Mm. 
Oh, I didn't know the, I didn't know the ant and the grass one. Yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting. I don't know the fix for that one though. If you step on the crack, tough luck. I mean, I don't know if there are. I think you'd you'd have to really research further to find any fixes. I mean, I I know about the the mirror one because I just researched that particular one. But with all the rest, there doesn't seem to be. On this information, we've got how to counteract that. But I'm sure that would be another complete research session. And there would be something There'd to counteract There'd be something everything. somewhere. But that's another show. Now, I move on to the... Now, I, I don't know how I know this. I feel like I might have heard it on a quiz show. But this is the most commonly practised superstition in the UK. Right. And that's to knock on wood. Or touch wood. Touch wood. Oh, everyone does touch that. Touch wood. Yeah. Um, now, and you say, oh yeah, I hope it's going to be a good day for my oh, wedding. Touch wood. It doesn't matter what you say, everyone, and sometimes you see people, don't you, going, hold on a minute, and they're looking. Some people not touch their heads. Some people touch their heads, If they yes. can't yeah. touch wood. Yeah. It's, it is, again, something that is just ingrained It's just ingrained in since childhood, yeah, touch wood, yeah. <coughs> I don't know if this is practised in America. I reckon I'm going to take a guess at this. I reckon it's the wood at the cross of Jesus that I'm sure I've heard something before because the touch of the cross is an omen of protection. So touch wood is a good luck. I think this, I don't know your version, but I'm sure I've heard it's about the cross of Jesus. There are a, a few uh, theories behind this. Right. That's the one I know I've heard of. The oldest is a pagan tradition. Mm. And they believed that spirits and gods lived in trees. So you yeah, would knock yeah. on the tree to summon protection. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, or also you would knock on the tree to ward off the evil spirits. So touching of the wood, knock on wood. You see, I'm a tree hugger. There's a few trees I go to, oak trees, and I deliberately cuddle and take energy from trees with obviously permission and, and I send love and blessings back. And wood is a powerful, <coughs> wood is a powerful thing. So yeah, I get that. I understand that what you're saying. Um, the other one is you are right. Traditionally, you know, crucifixes and and crosses and stuff would be made from wood. So you know, if they was thinking, oh, um, I hope the harvest is good this year, you you would you would clutch and hold the wood of 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 the cross that yeah. you, you would wear. That's another one. But the one that they really, really think that this came from, and it came from a kid's game called Tiggy Touchwood, mm. and it was played by most children in the 19th century. And you, it's, it's almost like it, but you was only safe if you were touching wood. So you would run to treat Touchwood, and All then right. they, you couldn't be made I it. I think that game has originated from the original superstition. I don't think it came from there. I think that was a spin on it, I think. Yeah. And I think that's a reasonably interesting little couple of superstitions yeah, for you. Yeah, I like, I like them. Did you enjoy that? Um, what about you can't put, put new shoes... Another one I new know. Shoes on new a table. shoes on a table. Oh, yeah, I go hysterical over that as well. I don't know what that's about. Actually, do you know what? It didn't even cross my mind to, to look for that one. Yeah, that's but quite now you said it, that's one, yeah. a, Nan, That was Nan, that was. She used to go absolutely crazy. If I put new shoes mm. on the table. But now I go crazy at Jake when he puts new shoes yeah, on the that, table. Yeah, that's the other prominent one I know about. I'm trying to think what other kind of superstitions there are. Don't walk under a gay man's legs. 
I've never heard that. Do you know that, that must be a modern day one? Do you know like a road sign, but well, the big ones? What do you mean a gay man's leg? You we, can't walk, walk under a gay no, man's leg. No, but do you know like a road sign? Yeah. And if it's a big one, you've got the two rods that will go into yeah. the ground. You're not allowed to go under it. Right, so they call that a gay man's legs, do they? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose because they're open. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the other one? Walking on free drains. I don't do that. I will purposely walk in the road to go around free drains. Never heard that ever. Um, yeah, that's quite a common one that I follow. Do you know what I think is an interesting show to do? Is, um, you know, the sayings um, like, um, oh, you know, sayings and where they came from. Um, it's a like, like the Okay, so like the like, daylight robbery. And that was because, you know, so, oh, it was daylight robbery. And that was because years and years ago, people were charged for windows. Yes. So per window they had, they were charged quite a lot of money. So people started bricking their windows up so they didn't have to pay the extra taxes. And that's where that came from. Oh, it's daylight robbery. The other one I know off the top of my head is rule of thumb. Yeah, I don't know the uh, That is, a, a man is not allowed to beat his wife with a stick that is wider than his thumb. Oh, my God. Why am I not surprised about that? So that was the rule, rule of thumb. Rule of thumb, yeah. Wow. Um, it's, it, it's the etymology of words and phrases. I'll do that mm. for you one day. That'll be a good one because there's so many of them. I'll do, and again, they're we'll fascinating. Some, we'll find some spooky them. ones. We'll find yeah. some spooky ones. I like it. I like the origins of words and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I do, yeah. We will do that in a future episode. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed it. It's only been a very, very quick one because, listen, we're still busy bees. We've got things to do. We were supposed to. We had promised on our last episode that we were going to do um, Count Dracula and Vlad the Impaler with our historian, which she was ready to do. But um, because of me being so ill this week, we just haven't managed. We should have done that last night and it was just impossible. So that's going to be our next one. She is ready and queued up. That's going to be a great episode. The research I've done is really, really, really interesting. Yeah. So we're going the whole nine yards with the entire, um, you know, the backstory of that and the present day so that that's you know i'm gutted really we couldn't do that this week so i've been looking forward to that because that would have been come back with a bang but listen yeah. this is better than nothing yeah and we will be back next, next week. week next week for vlad dracula. Dracula. dracula dracula um yeah well good bless we'll speak good to elf. you soon ciao for now bye